Hey guys, uh, this week we are doing something a little bit different. We are not talking about a TV show or movie, but we are going to be playing a role-playing game. That's right. No new movie or show this week. However, we still have some wonderful guests. We are playing Skull Wizards. Skull Wizards. Uh, I've never played it before, but uh, it was a good time, and uh, you'll be hearing that over the next two weeks, because it was pretty long, so we're splitting it up into two episodes. So next week, you will hear the climactic conclusion to this week, where we kind of set up and uh, create our characters and get started. Yeah, you get to hear all about how this is played, and you will be following us along on our journey of creating these characters in a very Mad Lib style. So have a listen text us uh, whether or not you like it if you like it great if you don't let us know too <laughs> we love to hear from you we do what uh, what number they can can they reach us at Steve? call or text us at usacat1591 do you know the actual numbers no no i do not cool all right enjoy take it away eric welcome to skull wizards i am your skull lord brother eric with me today, as always, are your intrepid hosts of the podcast you're currently listening to, Ken. Say what's up, Ken. What's up, Ken? And CJ. Say what's up, CJ. What's up, CJ? And we also have fan favorite, personal favorite, Justin Peters. That's me. What's up? <laughs> okay, so this is going to be a very fun um, episode. We're playing a tabletop role-playing game called Skull Wizards. Anyone out there listening right now can find the instructions for this for free if they feel like playing. Highly recommend it. Even if you've never run a role-playing game before, this is, I'll, you know, I'll be honest, this is my only my fourth time doing this. So uh, it's very easy, straightforward, and fun. Highly recommend it. But what we're going to do first is create the characters for Siege, Ken, and Justin. And the way that works in this game is it's sort of like a Mad Libs um, filling in the characters. So we're going to make the characters and then get into the story. Um, so let's see who we're going to be playing with today. And to give the listeners an idea of the setup that we have, we're all looking at a shared Google Sheets spreadsheet. And each player has their own character sheet. And they get to write down any notes they have, how much experience points, shiny gold coins they get, um, any of their traits, races, classes, all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to walk them through how to make their characters, and then you'll get a formal introduction of those characters uh, when we're all done. Okay. Sound good, y'all? Excellent. Yeah, sounds Sweet. good. I just want to throw out, I've never played this before. Uh, I think everyone else on here has, but uh, I'm learning this for the first time, probably like a lot of the listeners. So yes. holding on to my seat. Here we go. <laughs> Ken is your conduit, listeners. Yes. Um, yeah. He's, he will be just as confused as you are. <laughs> okay. This is Justin and I's third time playing together, and I just now noticed they're specifically called shiny gold coins. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> an important detail. Okay. So if you each will look at your individual character sheets, you'll see in the A column, there's 13 just blank spots. Okay, so we're going to go down, and I'm going to give you like 13 prompts to fill in each of those spots. Okay. So for cell one, just write a noun. Okay. For cell two, roll, a, uh, roll your 1d6, and whatever number you get, just write that number down. And for the listener, 1d6 means a six-sided dice. 
Six excited die? Die. 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 <laughs> All right, number three. Write an animal, vegetable, or mineral. Okay, number four. Write a noun. All right, number five. Write an ing verb. This will be interesting. Okay. <laughs> <Ken>. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at Ken's sheet, but he just wrote something very funny. <laughs> um, okay, number six, um, write a personality trait or an emotion. Number seven, write a job. Okay, number eight, write an ING verb. You're actually doing that for eight, nine, and ten. So just write three ING verbs for eight, nine, and ten. I don't know. For some reason, picking an ING verb is uh, the hardest for me. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I would not be able to do that. Um, I had to, yeah, I had to like write down lists of nouns and stuff ahead of time because I'm bad at <laughs> coming up with it on the spot. Yeah, I already forget how these go together, so I'm really curious to Good. see how this turns out. I'm glad, yeah, I was hoping you guys would forget. It's more fun if you don't know what these are. Yeah. Okay, um, number 11, I would like an adjective. Number 12, I would like a monster. And then um, for 13, last one, either an ING verb or a noun. Half of these are just me looking around my room. (laughs) 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 Just picking something. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is tell you what each of these like things that you just wrote down, what each of them means. So do yourself a favor and like maybe in the column next to it, write down like what each of those are. Um, I already have the class there that gives you an idea of what the first one is. But yeah, go ahead and write that down. And then once you have had a minute to kind of like sink in (laughs) who your character is, what all these things mean, what you have access to... I want you each to do like a formal introduction of your character for the audience. Like tell us who you are, you know, just what your deal is, kind of start to let your personality shine. Okay. So the first one, that is your class. So CJ uh, is a bread class, for example. Okay. I won't reveal all of them. Number two... Um, whatever number you got, so it will tell you what your designation for your class is. Okay, so let's see what these numbers are. So a one is a fighter. So if you happen to roll a one, you'd be a fighter. A two is a thief. And a four is a priest. Number three is your race. <laughs> Great. so four and five are used together to make your ancestral weapon so it will be like a blank of blank something like that (laughs) excellent so yeah a noun of ing verb um is your ancestral weapon okay your background um is six number six and number seven so combine those two things and that describes, like, your core personality, your background, who you are, basically. <laughs> These are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, and then 8 through 10 are your three skills. <laughs> okay. 
And in the column next to those three, two of these skills get a plus one bonus on them, and one of them gets a minus one bonus. So two of them, you get to add like one point of power, and one of them it has a disadvantage attached to it. So choose that strategically. Okay, and that's actually the last of it. The last three um, I'm going to be using during gameplay, so don't worry about those. So go ahead and, and let your characters sink in. <laughs> Start to kind of maybe in your notes section, write up like a, you know, a little character background. Something I like to establish for myself when I'm playing is like, and this is a really cheesy kind of actor thing, but like what is your character's like main motivation? What is the thing that like drives them most? I think that will be a good thing for you to kind of return back to in your mind when you're playing like what what is the purpose of this person's life <laughs> so let oh, that boy. sink in take a minute or two and and then whenever you're ready we'll we'll have a character introduction i need one more minute sorry yeah no no no, no take your time yeah please in particular i just need to figure out exactly what this is yeah uh, <laughs> no no worries at all please <laughs> take your time the noun as class is really yes. throwing me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that um, one really just sets you off on <laughs> some wild shit. <laughs> All right, we have our characters. Let's get a formal introduction from each of the three. CJ, why don't you go ahead and uh, let us know who you are. Hello, fellow travelers. I'm a bread bat. That's my <laughs> race in class. Uh, I'm taking a page out of Guy Fieri's book. Coming up on Triple D is me, the depressed delivery driver. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> the driver part is just in the title. I'm a bat, so I fly, obviously. Uh, I work for various establishments delivering their goods, donning my most prized possession, my shirt of winning. <laughs> I believe this shirt is what helps me get good tips. Uh, even though I'm clinically depressed, I am still a fighter with a can-do attitude, so I'm hoping to save up enough money to open up my own bakery. Thank you. Nice. All right, welcome. Do you bread bat? Do you have a name? I did I miss that? Uh, bread bat Byron. Bread bat Byron. Great. Great. Okay. Um, I am Gorn, the obstacle corn thief. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a past life, I was a a brash bus driver who was uh, kicked off the job for showing my super balls to passengers. <laughs> Um, which leads me to uh, my ancestral weapon, uh, my super ball of flashing. Um, I am perpetually in the way, and I'm solely motivated by the desire to be the smartest one in the room, despite knowing practically nothing. Um, I will die on whatever hill I happen to be arguing on, and I uh, my, my three skills are uh, bridge building, suckling, and mansplaining. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You sound like you're so fun at parties. <laughs> Strap in, boys. Oh, wow. <laughs> what was your name again, sorry? Uh, Gorn. Gorn. <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah. Of course it is. All right, Ken. All right, everyone. I'm Jonathan, the sturdy tree potato priest. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I know that, that band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on top of all of that, I'm a dentist. 
Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sneaky, uh, so I'm often stealing people's teeth right out of their heads. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm selling them to the Tooth Fairy to pay for my late-night infomercial uh, purchases. Uh, I've, I've kind of a problem with, with buying things. Uh, that's actually one of my, my skills that I'm not good at is, is purchasing. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I built my own dentist office out of, I, I guess, my own wood. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, so I'm great at building, but I'm a low-key freak. So if the moment calls for it, I'm great at spanking. Yes. And can whip out my mask of slurping when, whenever it's needed. Ooh. So, you know, it's used to slurp real good. I don't, I don't know. Slurping was the word I reacted to earlier. <laughs> And what was your name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan, of course. Yes. All right. Wow. Fantastic to meet you all. Um, just like before we get into the actual gameplay where I'll put my like character hat on, a last word of like getting ourselves in the right headspace. This is for the players and the listeners. Here's a good reminder. So this is a role-playing game. So everything about the world that we're about to enter into is up to your imagination. That can be pretty intimidating and hard, but I would encourage you to just put yourself in the shoes of your character. Just think really earnestly about what you see. Describe it with as much detail as possible. There's not a penalty for over-describing things. In fact, there is a reward for describing things. So... There's a reward for describing stuff, and there's also a reward for being the first to describe things. So there's incentive to be detailed and also descriptive. And last reminder, there, is, there are literally no wrong answers. So first thought, best thought. <laughs> that's, that's my best piece of advice. Okay. Great. Hell yeah. So soak in that character sheet, put yourself in their shoes, and let us journey to the world of the Skull Wizards. You find yourself in a dark, dank tavern. There are more spiders in the corners than patrons. The smells are intense, not because they're rank, but because they're oddly familiar. You don't have the phrase to describe it, but you all are kind of feeling intense deja vu. You don't seem to remember the people sitting at the table with you, but you feel a sense of security and familiarity. The three of you are idly sipping your ales as these feelings rush over you. As they kind of clarify in your mind, you realize you're, you find yourself itching for the next call to action. You remember that, oh yes, this sitting and waiting part is the worst. This is the worst part. As you, these feelings are coming back to you, you slowly remember that all three of you agree to work together because it's easier to do things with three people instead of one, but you're all very selfish and you try to get to do things before the others so you can claim it. As these feelings crystallize within you, you notice that a small goblin is walking up to your table approaching you. Someone give me a, like, description of what this goblin... What's the vibe of this goblin? What does he look like? Give me some descriptions. He looks like an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he just, like, he's got one of those attitudes where he just thinks he's sort of, like, the best person in the room. 
Yeah, he's got that like smug face with like the pursed lips, you know. He, he's like as he's walking over, he's trying to saunter, but uh, it's it's anything but a saunter. <laughs> it's more of like the John Wayne gait of uh, like, leaning and almost falling, but not really. Great. Okay. Um, I want all of you on your character sheets to add one uh, EXP, one experience point. Yes. Okay. I did um, it. You'll, f- you'll find out what those mean later. Um, but yeah. You- I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can guess that wanting experience points is a good thing. Okay. So yeah, this fucking asshole of a goblin comes walking up. <laughs> this smug dickhead comes walking up and he says... I got ye next mission, lads. You must venture over to Dungeon Manor and retrieve my lucky soft cactus. (laughs) 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 Um, What say ye? Um, What's in it for us? Great well, shiny gold coins, of course. Oh, they're shi- they they are shiny though, right? They're not the just shiniest. gold coins. Okay, okay. How how many? <laughs> shiny gold coins is all I can promise. Oh. All right, so it's plural. It's more than Hard one. Harder with that. All right. There's okay. an S at the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're hoping at least three, so we can get one each. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not not instilling a lot of confidence there. Uh, well, what say ye? Well, um, I drafted up a contract. Um, <laughs> that was so fast! Wow. Uh, and uh, the you'll you'll notice in Exhibit A, um, which uh, outlines the payment, uh, we'll, we'll each be getting three gold coins. I'm sick of this. Give me my soft cactus. <laughs> <laughs> And he disappears, the contract oh, disappears with him. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, well, he at least took it with him, so he's probably just need to review it with his lawyer or something yeah, like sure. that. He'll get back to us. Do we feel like we can just sort of, like, take his word for it? Sort of a, a gentleman's agreement? I mean, that guy is a real asshole, but... Um, Notorious I mean, asshole. How dangerous could uh, getting a soft cactus be? Right. Yeah. As as a fellow plant based creature, um, right. I think I think the lucky soft cactus is probably just beneficial to have regardless. So we we can either keep it or you know get money for it if he decides to give it to us. Good call. And do you think Dungeon Manor is that like a family name? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, Dungeon. Yeah, Baron Dungeon. Oh, okay. I've heard of that guy. Okay, cool. You know, I walk by that place all the time. I don't think it's far from here. So, what do you guys say? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Huzzah! <laughs> I, I All right. down my ale. I also I slam point. back my ale. Yeah. I pour it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I need the, the, the liquid nutrients. <laughs> okay, cool. So your party stands up. You make your way over to Dungeon Manor, which is right next door to the tavern oh, wow. that you're in. <laughs> oh, nice. It's convenient. Okay. You walk in. Um, you can't really make out what all you can see in this first room right when you walk into Dungeon Manor. I am going to roll to see what type of room you're in. Okay, so you walk into this room. The darkness, your eyes start to kind of adjust. You start to see um, what's in front of you. And it looks just like a purely cement room. Cement floor, cement walls, cement ceiling. 
and there's just a door at the end of the room opposite of where you are go ahead and like do you see anything else do you notice something about the door like fill in kind of the details for me what do you what do you guys see in this room I see a family portrait of the dungeons. It's like the parents and the little kids. And it's sort of through the years. They've got each each picture with the, the, the great-grandfather dungeon. And, you know, era's gone by. It's got a lot of dust on it. You can tell they're, they're really old. Right. As is common with every household, not just um, maybe the one that me and CJ grew up in. There is a large <laughs> wall of childhood photos right when you walk in. Yeah, that's normal. Everybody has that, right? Inside joke for anyone who's been to our house. <laughs> Next to the door, I see a, a giant uh, button, which I, I can only assume is a, is a doorbell. Yeah. Yeah, you see a doorbell next to the door, or what maybe looks like a button, doorbell maybe. Upon further inspection, it's one of those nest doorbells. <laughs> um, and, and so I go up to it, and with uh, one of my corny appendages, I tap on the little camera, and I ask if, uh, if we can enter. Okay, so go ahead and give me a 2d6 roll. Four. Four, okay. So for the listeners, pretty much every action we're going to be doing in this game is determined by rolling two six-sided die. If you get over a 10, it's a complete success. If you get between a 7 and a 9, it's a success, but something humiliating might happen. It might involve taking damage. And a 2 to a 6 is an unequivocal failure. Excellent. (laughs) You will always take damage, and you'll always get humiliated. Um, And so Justin uh, just rolled it 4. Um, so that was an unequivocal failure. So you asked you to enter the nest doorbell and a little like mist, almost imperceptible comes out and you immediately inhale it and it impulsively makes you just a little bit dribbled pee your pants. Just a little bit. (laughs) A little bit of pee comes out. (laughs) And you're humiliated by that, obviously. Dude, check out this guy. He peed his pants. <laughs> oh my god! Actually, um, peeing your pants is good for you. Um, <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I had a stain down there that I needed removed, um, and um, and and my pee is uh, clean and good for cleaning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's totally it. I kind of I turned to Jonathan and just go like, oh my god. I be stuck with this guy the whole time i I can't believe he's so much pee and then he just kind of looks at his mask of slurping but just leaves it long for now low-key freak indeed (laughs) okay so that didn't seem to work in fact it only had negative implications so yeah what else what what else is the game plan I kind of elbow Jonathan again and and sort of mime to the doorbell and say, like, why don't don't you take a crack at this? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, So, yeah, uh, I I guess walk over with my root legs or something and uh, (laughs) stick out uh, like one of those potato growths and uh, poke poke the doorbell and uh, see if I can get any answer. Okay. Give me a 2d6 roll, Ken. Okay. That's a three. Okay, so okay, no, got no. <laughs> We're never right. inside. Well, oh boy. he rings the doorbell again. A very familiar, subtle mist 
comes out of the nest doorbell. <laughs> and when um, Jonathan inhales it, immediately he feels his, his belt loosen a little bit and his pants <laughs> fall down a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. And Gorn and Byron can see his little butt. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> Do you guys oh. like it? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he doesn't seem embarrassed by this. This is weird. <laughs> Why is he putting his finger to his lips? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just I give it a I give it a really good spank. Uh, that's one of my skills. I I reassured Jonathan that um there there's like those like imperfect produce boxes, um and that he has nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I kind of look around to at my comrades and realize, okay, it's it, I guess it's my turn. It's up to me to get us through this door. Yeah. So uh, I kind of float over to the doorbell and poke it with one of my wings. All right, give me a 2d6. A six. All right, still, still an unequivocal still failure. <laughs> <laughs> so a, you hit the doorbell, and again, as we've seen two times before... <laughs> A subtle mist comes out, um, and when you inhale the mist, (laughs) let's see what happens. It hits you actually really hard, uh, harder than the first two, which were more subtle. You immediately have a reaction to it, and in your sort of lurching back, like your, ah, your reaction to the mist, you let out a little, (laughs) 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 which is obviously really embarrassing. Uh, You're humiliated. Me being like a, a smaller size bat, it kind of like propels me forward into the door. <laughs> so I kind of unintentionally knock the door with my head after letting out a little. So oh for three. <laughs> All right, so we got to try something different, right? So I, I'm gonna go up to the door and like I'm just gonna try to knock, but like instead of knocking, I'm gonna like spank it you know okay yes because <laughs> I, I have a plus one for that so yes. excellent uh, yeah i'm gonna give that all a right go. so now hit all three of the one d6 rolls to roll three okay. d6 and then we'll pick the highest two scores so okay. yeah if any of the players during the game can justify if they something they have makes what they're doing easier they get a higher likelihood of it being a success all right, I'm gonna spank that door. Let's see, a three, a two. Come on, a six. Okay, so, so three and six. Yeah, six plus three is nine, and then plus one because you have that bonus. Yeah. So that's a ten. Yay! Right. Which is a total success, no downsides. So, <laughs> c- confoundingly, you walk up to the door, <laughs> you give it a nice little spank, and it just kind of creaks open. <laughs> Wow, yes. we should have tried that first. Like, yeah. It's so easy. You realize wow. that the door was open this whole time? <laughs> we didn't even try the handle or anything. Yeah, yeah what who, do you do? Any evaluations first? of that? or yeah? I will go first. I uh, push the door open, and I kind of scuttle in. That happens. After passing the threshold... I notice uh, there's a, a drastic temperature shift. It's much colder in in the room, and there is in the middle of a room a jungle gym. Uh, Fine. C- like at crawling with children. Oh. 
I, I hear the kind of like uh, cheerful laughter and joy of the children and quickly push uh, Jonathan aside and go, me next, and, and fly over to the slide. <laughs> there, there's also like just a sand pit as well for the kids. Uh, so I, I immediately go over and just start building uh, a sand castle in it. <laughs> okay, so as you all, so you enter this room and yeah, there's lots of kids. There is a jungle gym, sand pit. You're all just kind of playing uh, with these children who are strangers to you. <laughs> um, you notice, you kind of sort of feel a chill come over you, and you notice that there actually is a figure um, in the corner of the room that you didn't notice when you first went in there. He makes himself known to you by starting to scream and uh, yell at the kids, including you, about playing uh, in his yard, and you realize this is unmistakably a raucous cranky grandpa <laughs> oh no <laughs> so he starts grandpa he, he comes out with his cane and starts yelling get off my jungle gym get out of my yard um and starts really yelling like in a threatening way you kind of you can feel it in your loins that like this is not an ordinary raucous cranky grandpa like you might encounter <laughs> So yeah, you're you're alerted to this and you feel sort of scared. What what do you guys do? Uh, I grab my loins. Um, <laughs> uh, and I uh, think back to the the humiliating day that I was uh, fired from being a bus driver, and I I think twice about what I'm about to do, and I let go of my loins. <laughs> Okay. As your the cranky grandpa kind of uh, senses that initial instinct of grabbing your loins, and breaks out into an incredibly powerful um, disco <laughs> dance move. He starts really like in a way you wouldn't have expected because he was using a cane, but very like limbering. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, starts doing a disco dance, and it's like it feels threatening to you. Uh-oh. Oh. I kind of turn to my uh, f- fellow comrades and go, I think this guy wants a dance battle. And are, are any of you guys good at that? Uh, I- I'm depressed, so I don't really like go out a lot and I'm not good at dancing. Yeah, I'm a tree, so I'm pretty stiff on the dance floor. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I am an ear of corn. Um, <laughs> that's right, yes. I-, I heard you pop off, though, sometimes. Hey. <laughs> pop, pop. Hey. Pop, pop. I, well, that's pop, pop. Uh, that's all of the the motivation I need. I approach the the cranky grandpa, and I uh, try to mirror his his disco dance. Just trying to like you know like get get you know matched up with him. The in syncness of your dancing seems to make him only more powerful. <laughs> He's dancing harder and harder. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm trying to keep up, and um, this this guy clearly has moves. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not feeling too good about uh, my my dancing right now. I, I can kind of see the sweat dripping off Gorn, so to try to like do him a favor, I just kind of like swoop by and pick him up and move him back away from the grandpa. 
yeah, the the cranky grandpa takes that as a like a clear sign of weakness and advances his dancing to come closer to you. Like the further you move back, the more kind of in your face he's trying to get. Oh man! Yeah. All right. So first thing that comes to mind, I grab a kid and throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me a two D six. That's an eight. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So, okay, you. I will say that you throw the kid, and it does damage, but the grandpa is not like killed or anything. But okay. describe to me like how that goes down. Like describe to me you picking up the kid, throwing it and what happens and all that. Yeah, so so one kid is still on the jungle gym and I, I literally rip him off of it. And <laughs> I'm just like, sorry buddy. And just lob him over at, at the grandpa uh, who I'm guessing it maybe it like knocks his cane out of his hand. Mm, and yeah. so he, he stumbles a bit and maybe takes a, you know, hurts his back maybe a bit. But <laughs> He's uh, he's un- unperturbed and uh, just keeps keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, he takes his cane out, maybe you know, staggered back a little bit, but is still sort of going strong, still trying to dance at least. Um, but that clearly did something. I, I kind of take a page out of Jonathan's book, and because I have plus one throwing. I, too, swoop and pick up a kid by his shirt and kind of just toss him (laughs) at the the raucous grandpa. Yes, give me three 1d6 rolls. Three 1d6. Okay. We got a three, a one, and a five. Okay, so that's a eight. Eight. (laughs) Plus one. Plus one, yeah. That's a nine. All right. So um, you throw the kid... And since the cranky grandpa doesn't have his cane anymore, it's much less stable, you throw the kid and it very cleanly takes out the cranky grandpa's legs, sweeps it out from under him, he falls down on his back, which is already a little bit weakened, um, and gives out a classic, oh, my back! (laughs) And (laughs) as he utters that phrase, he poof, disappears. I, I forgot to to mention the part where I yelled my battle cried, special delivery! <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's what really did it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what made him die. Yeah, um, we did it! Woo! So as the cranky grandpa poofs away, you notice maybe some, he left something behind, perhaps shiny, round, <gasps> something? Uh, I... Oh. I'd, Dive on top of what appears to be a shiny gold coin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Gorn, <laughs> uh, you get one shiny gold coin. Fuck yeah. Byron, you get one, or no, Byron gets two experience points. Yes. Ooh. And Jonathan and Gorn get one experience point. All right. For defeating the cranky grandpa. Good job, yes. guys. Yeah. Okay. Our players are in Dungeon Manor. They just got through the first boss. Tune in next week to find out what happens to our Skull Wizard players. (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. Part one of Skull Wizards in the books. Like Ken said at the beginning of the episode, tune in next week for the climactic conclusion. Skull Wizards part two. All right, roll that credit music, me. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by me. 
put a lot of work into all that music stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. Follow us on all the things at OverTalkingPod. Call our text us at USACAT1591. Email us at OverTalkingPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this episode. Should we do more of these in the future? I mean, personally, my vote is yes, but we'd like to hear from you. Let us know. The music you're hearing right now is by Justin Peters, a.k.a. Gorn. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.